My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. Before we start today's show, I just want to remind you, if you have a new sustainable technology that's actually good for the planet and you want to distribute it through Contempo, email me, MikeM at ContempoPackaging.com. Now with today's show. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show, season number two. This is the season number two finale. Ten episodes in this season, the message, show me the proof. We've talked about it in the first season this idea that the time for greenwashing is over and just trying to get everyone in the business world, period, worldwide, period, on board that greenwashing is no longer acceptable and we need packaging solutions that are actually good for the planet. So once you have one of those, the next thing you're going to need before you can sell millions of units, and remember, selling units is how we change the world by moving from traditional to sustainable packages. Before we do that, we need proof, right? We need proof that a reasonable, keyword reasonable, brand manager who's not trying to give you a hard time, they just want to make sure they're making a good decision, they're going to say, show me the proof. That sounds great, but show me the proof. And we talked about the different types of proof. So I want to do a quick recap of what we've discussed for people who just want to kind of, I know people will just want to listen to the summary and just kind of get the point of the whole season rather than going through. So I want to cover as much as possible I'll also, at the end of this episode, we'll we'll dig through some old presentations we've put together at Contempo, which is uh, our family business, 40 years in the fashion world and became a leading company in the cannabis packaging world, Contempo Specialty Packaging, and now, you know, selling in just about every market. There is sustainable options. We're uh, blessed to have this business, beautiful business, uh, beautiful team, very smart, very innovative, hardworking and use this gift of this infrastructure that we've been given, uh, second-generation family business, to really push forward with all the energy we have this initiative of sustainable packaging. And we're seeing amazing progress, um, which the Contempo team is very proud of. So contact me directly, Mike M, at ContempoPackaging.com. I want to talk to you if you have... Um, if you want to be part of this mission, whether it's buying sustainable packaging for your brand or partnering and you have a new technology that you want to put into our manufacturing, we'd love to talk to you. So we're going to go over recap and then we'll give you a few extra things, standards or things that I didn't cover in the other episodes. Some bonuses, some Christmas bonuses. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Um, probably going to roll out these episodes uh, before Christmas time, so. Anyways, let's jump into it. So we talked about the different types of proof. So again, that brand manager says, I love it. I want to move forward. Remember, these brand managers, it's their dream also to adopt sustainable packaging. It's their dream. It's their passion. That's why this is such a fun sale to make. You're doing something that the other side really wants to do too, right? And that's like kind of the, the best the best business interactions. So... Um, they say, show me the proof. You know, I want to do this, but show me the proof. I can't just take your word for it. So we talked about the different types of proof. We talked about product proof. We talked about end-of-life proof. And we talked about proof of supply. And we started with proof of supply because it was sort of the easiest one. If proof of supply virtually basically means capacity. 
Do you have the capacity? Sure, that's a great idea, but can you keep up with my capacity? And we talked about how this is so critical, especially as the demand for sustainable materials increases, but the supply isn't quite there yet. So um, it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing, but it's a good problem to have. We're going to have to ramp up our supply to be able to meet the demand. And in the meantime, uh, they're gonna people are going to want proof or, or just be prepared for you to say, what capacity can you fill of this product? And if you can't do the full volume they want right away, give them a plan. I mean, be honest and put it down. Hey, we're just getting this off the ground. We've been doing this for a couple of years. We're at a point where you know the, the demand is really increasing and I can't do that full quantity right now. But what I would love to do is can we pilot it at this quantity and I'll be able to ramp up to that quantity within this. I mean, talk these things through. So that's proof of supply. Just be ready. I want to prepare you. As much as I'm giving you specifics, there's probably 50 different types of proofs that you might run into. 30, right? Which means I could have done a 30 season episode, but I didn't want to do that. If you want that, email me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that Um but only if you guys really would find it valuable. I'm hoping this is enough. I'm hoping that I just plant these seeds and that you guys can kind of take the ball and run. If you have stuff that you want to add to this, you have other things, you know, other things you've had to prove, then email me and maybe we'll do another episode later. But uh, I think this season will do its trick, at least in planting this seed, which is really the goal. So proof of supply, be ready with that. You got to be ready to answer that question. Just know that that may very well come. The next type of proof, the product proof, we talked about two main categories of product proof. This is more talking about, okay, the product itself, that hemp package, um, that bioresin uh, plastic tube, that um, that Kona paper box, that, you know, you, you guys get the point. Is the product what you say it is? Show me the proof in that sense. And there's two types there. We talked about content analysis. Content analysis, actually analyzing, okay, what is, is this what you say it is? So we talked about actually testing it in a lab. And there's some standards, some standard tests that you can do that will prove with documentation, hey, uh, I can run this. Either I have this test, here it is, or I can run this test but assuming that the test is what you said it is, um, I just want to confirm that you want to proceed, right? Because you don't want to be running all these tests endlessly with with no orders behind it. It gets very expensive, and I don't think that's really something anyone wants to do. So you have the tests, and then also you have um, websites or PDFs or different ways to show documentation of your um of the chain of custody of, you know, sort of how the process goes and you can make a pitch as to these are the processes that we use from the, you know, manufacturing to where we get the materials to just sort of showing it as a process flow. I've seen people do that effectively as well. So you get the labs or the sort of process flow and then the other type of product proof you may be asked for is performance. We talked about WVTR as just one form of performance, and we talked about how you can test performance of the container itself or the box itself, or you can test the product inside the box, and you can see how that performs. And we talked about the seventh generation wet wipes from season one, that idea that you want to move from plastic packaging to hemp-based packaging 
okay, but are those wet wipes going to just dry up? So you got to make sure and have those tests. So show me the proof will be, if I move to that hemp, what guarantees do I have that the wipes aren't going to dry up? So think about what you could do. You could run the WVTR testing, and there's other ones too. You're looking at moisture and different gases as well. Um, you could run a... Um, comparison between regular plastic and the hemp plastic and show that the metrics are similar. That's going to boost the confidence. You could run a sample of it. I mean, that's sort of not something we've talked about, but if you could run a sample and say, I'm going to give you a sample, you test it, and I'll test it, and we'll have a lab test it. But even, I mean, the free one would be you test it. And at least that would build the confidence to maybe the next step after that would be Okay, now we can run formal testing if you'd like. Here's the cost, and I'll waive the cost with an order of a million units, 500,000 units, whatever the economics are that makes sense for you. So this is the kind of thinking that, that you want for product proof. Okay, so we talked about proof of supply. We talked about product proof. And the last category is end-of-life proof, which is it's compostable, prove it. It's marine biodegradable, Prove it. It's uh, recyclable. If it's an odd oddball material, prove it. Right. So we we looked at. I've had heard people say, "I want to know what happens at the end of life in land, sea, and landfill." Um, I've heard people say. I've heard people say all sorts of things, but that's basically the gist of it. Is you want to have specific testing? So we talked about the ASTM standards for biodegradation and how those standards cover different environments. So just because something degrades a certain percentage in a landfill-type environment doesn't mean it'll behave the same in an ocean-type environment. So ASTM creates these standards, and you can run these tests with labs like Intertech and other labs. Um, but just know that what how much something degrades matters greatly on the environment. And then there's compostability. We talked about BPI. And we talked about home compostable versus industrial compostable. It's easier to compost a toothpick than a brick or a log, we should say. Um, but it's getting late into the evening, so I can say brick, even though it's incorrect. Um, a toothpick versus a log, right? So the thicker it is, think about it that way. That's why a lot of flexible packaging, shopping bags made from compostable materials, those are home compostable often. I don't want to say always, but often versus something that's thicker like a fork, you'll see often is not home compostable because it's, it's rigid, it's thick, it doesn't break down in the necessary time to be considered home compostable. And um, we talked about Recycling, where we talked about Western Michigan University as well, and how they have that uh, very fascinating test plant that can test recyclability of board products. And um, and then we got into the last episode, which was about legal claims and just how to you know make sure you're covering yourself and your client when you're making claims around sustainability. And just because you've proven something to the brand that it's sustainable. I see this often. I see this often where, and I don't want a bad mouth, but I see people, you know, they, they just sign a client onto something and then they 
overstate the claims, and then there's these egregious claims being made on the packaging. And, and the client might not even know that they're open to liability for that. So anytime you're making sustainability claims, you have to be careful with the language that you use. And maybe you passed certain tests, but can you still use that language? Maybe not. So be very careful with the claims that you make as it relates to sustainability. And you want the consumer to know about it. I mean, we shouldn't be not saying anything, but I also really want to be careful um, with with just saying like, yeah, go ahead and tell your story. This is biodegradable. This, is, you know, not only is it misleading, not only is the result potentially, you know, very counterproductive in these sustainability efforts. For example, when you mark something a number seven plastic as recyclable, um, and then people are throwing it in the blue bin and it's contaminating the recycling stream, or just you write biodegradable or compostable on something that's industrial compostable, and you have people throwing it in their home compost or neighborhood compost, you're just you're kind of just creating chaos. Um, and not only that, but the other side is you can get in legal trouble, partially because you're creating chaos. So just be careful with that. Not overprotective, but but do be careful um, with that stuff. And just, I mean, actually, do be cautious. Be very cautious over it. You're not gonna you're not gonna go wrong being cautious. But there's a point in time where you know you want to be prudent. But with all this stuff, I've seen it. My message, and I'll just say it in closing before I I'll go over a couple more rapid fire tests that you might want to look at but um, my last real message before just my quick conclusion is going to be progress not perfection I seldom find a case where that's not the answer right now in sustainability I mean you can sit in an idealistic ivory tower I don't want to sound condescending but I think actually some of those people are condescending where you just shoot arrows at every last thing that's happening and you say, this isn't perfect for these reasons, therefore, I'm not going to proceed with it. I think that is really, really bad. Equally bad, or actually probably worse, is greenwashing. I mean, but maybe you could say it's equally as bad. I mean, I'm not going to be the judge to try to determine that, but they're both really bad. The ivory tower people that just want to think in their bubble and want to stop all progress... And then the people that are deceiving people are on the other side of it. Deceiving people. Creating chaos. Deceiving. This is compostable. It's home compostable or is it industrial compostable? You don't want to say that because you know industrial is not common everywhere, but you should still you should still be saying that. So they're kind of equally bad. So I'm a huge fan always of progress, not perfection, as indicated by this podcast where I'm just kind of delivering value like I would when I'm talking to somebody on the phone frankly I don't you know it's uh, getting to the middle of the night now I'm just powering through this because I want to get this out and I know it's probably not going to happen otherwise given my schedule right now so progress not perfection but at the same time that is not a license to greenwash you know so you just got to be careful you got to just do it with good good intentions and um just know that any manipulative marketing that you do, the consumer is getting wise to it. So 
that will be a good thing if I were to anticipate into 2021, the consumer, as they get more knowledgeable, I think it'll kind of take care of itself. Thankfully, I can just see that happening where the brands will no longer use those shady tactics because the consumers will know better. You know, the, the brands right now or in previous years or you know, this kind of thing happens. They do it because they think consumers don't know any better. But if they know that consumers know better and will get upset, they're not going to do it. So let's do the grand finale. Um, I do want to just stack on a little more value with some different tests for you guys to look at. And um, I'm going to fire through them right now. So you got all different sustainable materials. We'll get into that in the next uh, season. We're going to get into many of the sustainable materials that we use at Contempo. Um, we talked about biogrid degradation. We already talked about ASTM 5511. There's also toxicity reports. So as things biodegrade or compost, there's ways to measure, especially in composting, the toxicity in the soil to make sure that there's, you know, you're not going to leave any toxic in the soil. Um, there's food safe documentations, biodegradation under anaerobic conditions, ASTM 5511, um, BPI, ASTM, this is getting into compostability, 6400, ASTM 6400, and BPI are linked. The Austria standard, TUV, uh, EN, 13432 that's for industrial and home compostable and the austria standard en 13432 with the worm test as well um as 4736 oh my lord help me get through this as 4736-2006 aus compostability bpi these are just some different things there's this bio-based certification you can look that up as well um and that's that let's look through one more presentation so as we're pitching our products these are just some different things we've said like we've run these tests uh just about hemp bio-based ASTM D6866, uh, fiber analysis, uh, tappy.org, and you will see the standard, okay? Tappy.org, that's one. I mean, I'm not saying that's like the end-all, be-all, but tappy, and you'll see uh, T401. Okay, that's a Christmas gift for you. Merry Christmas. Hopefully it's uh, <laughs> hopefully it's a good gift. Let's keep going here. So if you just want to jot those down. Um, and then we talked about all the different biodegradation stuff. Um, there, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of these. I don't want to just keep firing these off. I think that's a good one to end with. The... Um, the tappy tappy.org okay tappy.org fiber analysis of paper and paperboard uh this document will be available by pdf i think it's like 49 bucks 
Um, the method provides a procedure for identification of different kinds of fibers present in the sample of paper or paperboard in their quanti quantitative estimation. This method requires the analyst be skillful and experienced in the field of paper and pulp microscopy. Microscopy. I can't even pronounce words. Microscopy. Okay. Now class is in session. Okay. And what I want you to do is for your sustainable solution or solutions. If you're a material company, if you're a packaging company, write this down. For your sustainable solutions. What are the reasonable questions that a skeptical, prudent, but reasonable person, buyer, brand manager might ask? Ask yourself, if, if you had never heard of your product before and you were just introduced it, you were, it was just introduced to you, what questions do you think you'd have? What questions, if unanswered, might make you skeptical to move forward? Assuming that a wrong decision would have consequences on your brand, on your job, on your reputation. So you get, you know, be, be, be overly skeptical here. Answer those questions for your product. And I think what you'll find is you'll, you'll realize sort of a best case scenario where if I had unlimited budget and unlimited time, I would answer all these questions. You'll have a base case which says, you know what, I can't answer all these questions. I can't do all that testing, but you know what? I got to at least have this, right? And then your worst case is going to be, I can't do any of this right now, but at least I'm ready for it and I'll be able to talk about it. I'm not going to get blindsided by it, right? You'll be able to say, you know what? I would do one, two, and three currently. We don't have the budget. We don't have the whatever. I mean, you got to find the budget if you're serious about this and make this happen, but if you're in the early stages, I don't have the budget. If someone said to me, I don't have the budget, but this is what I would do. I would see that person as, as a potential credible business partner versus someone who's just clueless and hasn't even thought about this stuff. You're not really, you're not serious. You want to be as bulletproof as possible. So do that exercise. And I think you'll be empowered. You'll be feeling more confident. You'll be believing in your product more. And you'll be having more success. And that's the final point I just want to say as I wrap up season two, is that your success, not only your success in business to create jobs in your community, which is maybe the most noble thing we can do is build, whether we're creating the jobs or part of the companies that are going to grow and create jobs, there's nothing better, not nothing better, but one of the greatest things is a flourishing business where people are just you know working towards that common goals. But not only... Are you going to build that booming business? You're going to do something even more noble, which is preserve this planet through selling and closing deals. So anyone who's not sales oriented, if you're sort of that uh, more of that product person, uh, you know, you got to sell. You got to learn to sell this stuff. And sales, remember, is not the art of manipulating or bending someone's arm. Sales is saying, I have something great. I have the due diligence. I've done the research, the proof, and I'd like to present it to you. And then sort of the rest, I mean, there's a lot more to salesmanship, but that's the basics that everyone has to learn how to do. So it's, I have this, here's why it's better. I have the proof. 
And if you have those two things and you and it's the right fit, I think a lot of really good things are going to happen for you. At the very least, a lot of great things will happen for you with Contempo. You can come to Contempo and we can help you push your idea out to the marketplace, your concept, your technology. We come from, you know, a great background in packaging, and but we're still very entrepreneurial. We have the history, but we're very entrepreneurial. We're very cutting edge, and we want to work with the best and the brightest. And those are really the ones that we work with most closely, but really anyone with a heart set on ending greenwashing and driving this mission forward, you are the kind of people that we want to welcome into our family. And, you know, it's really a figurative family. I don't want to sound cliche, but it's almost like an army. You could call it a family or an army where we together need to make this change. It might take 10,000 of us. It might take however many, but we want to connect those people together and, and, and just realize the importance of this moment, the significance of this moment. At this moment right now, much of the packaging in the world is traditional and there's issues with it and there's issues that the world sees. And are you going to be one of the people that makes the change? Are you just going to be one of the many complaining and doom and glooming and saying how horrible the future is? Or are you going to be someone that says this problem's tough, but nothing can stop me? That's the mindset I encourage you to take today. So thank you for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. Thank you for being you. Thank you for caring. Now I just ask that you have the belief to push forward and push forward fast. All right. Thanks and God bless. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for being part of the Sustainable Packaging Show. If you want to learn more about our family business, visit ContempoPackaging.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the time for greenwashing is over and the time to make history is right now.